Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, and welcome to February 1st, 2023. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh boy, we got a lot to get into today. Caitlin Bristow making news, throwing shade at Chris Harrison, throwing shade at Nick Vial. And as the day was ending, we had a breaking news story. I'm going to start with the breaking news story. Clayton Eckert spotted hanging out with Rachel Reckia. Can you believe this? Clayton posts an Instagram story hanging out with his friends. It's Blake, it's Giannina, it's Caitlin Miller, and then all of a sudden it's Michelle Young, and then it's Rachel Reckia. And could this be true? Could this be real? Are they ready to try it number two? We'll have to see if they're ready to go for their second round. I've got the full story on this, but since creating the YouTube video, there's been more videos of Rachel and Clayton sharing a couch together. It could be just to drum up some uh, some February content, or maybe they're taking another stab at things. We're going to get into all that. Uh, but first, Rachel, um, excuse me, Caitlin Bristow was on the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, which pretty much describes me after giving up sugar after the holidays. Not skinny, but not fat. Try my best. Um, but on this podcast, Caitlin Bristow discusses um, her tenure as host of The Bachelorette and getting ghosted by Chris Harrison. Have a listen. That's like really gross. I'm like kind of, ugh, yeah. that's gross. And then you hosted. So here's the thing, though. Yeah. You've talked some shit yeah. about Bachelor people. Yeah. Do it. About Mike, sometimes... I don't even remember if you used to say things about Chris, but you were upset with the with the with the franchise sometimes. Yeah. But they give you opportunities, which is pretty cool. They didn't for a while. Yeah. And then they did because I think they saw like, well, she speaks her mind whether we like it or not. <laughs> and people it's always about ratings. Yeah. So if she's kept an audience for this long, let's give her a shot at doing the hosting because yeah. these people are so loyal. So I think they were like, oh, let's see what happens. And yeah. Bennett, one of the executive producers, he was one of my main producers as a bachelorette. And I've always got along really well with him. And he always kind of believed in me and he gave me the shot for hosting. Did you like it? I loved it. I felt like that's where I was supposed to be in life. I yeah. thought I was going to do it for a long time. I really did. What? How many seasons? Was it two? Two. And then what? They just decided not to bring you back? I was on the tour bus for Dancing with the Stars. And I remember I had to take a meeting and I was in the back of the bus and... Rob Mills and a uh, Bennett called me and I thought they're going to be like, all right, so you're our new host. And they were like, well, you probably, you know, saw this coming, but we can't have you anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Of course you didn't see it coming. Now everyone is the star of their own story. So Caitlin goes, this is destiny. I've built up for this moment. I'll have my own trailer with my name on it. I think I'll redo the trailer. Let's move the dresser over there because I get better natural light. Yeah, you start painting the picture to your story and unfortunately it didn't turn out. <laughs> Get all the confidence in the world. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah, we just, we need a more consistent host. And so we're going with Jesse Palmer. And Which I was, like, was out of left field, no? I was like, well, you're making a mistake. Not because I don't like Jesse. Yeah. I think he's actually an incredible host. And you thought you wanted the, the thing with Tasha where both of you were supporting nope. to be, wait, no, you and Tasha did it by yourselves mm -hmm. for so, Michelle's season. Michelle and Katie. Michelle and Katie, you yeah. did by yourselves. Mm -hmm. we, then we were done. Oh, that was the only yeah. thing? Yeah. So did you think you would get it like alone maybe? I did. Mm. I did because at the end, I Tasha had COVID and couldn't make it for the finale for that. Oh, remember these good old days? I still think that the COVID excuse was 
Baloney. I don't believe it. I think it was a contract negotiation. I could be wrong. I don't know. After the final rose live taping mm. and everyone. Or they didn't want Tasha, and they told her, hey, don't you have COVID? And I don't know. I don't know who would use COVID as an excuse. I don't know, folks. It's fishy. Shitting their pants like Caitlin's up there alone. She can go rogue. Like, who knows where yeah. this chick's a liability. Oh, right. Yeah. And I was like, I am going to do my best. I can. Yeah. And I felt so good about it. Caitlin crushed it. Wow. You did really well. Crushed it. And then. How, so thought, how do you explain yeah. that? It's like, a high pressure situation. Live TV. Caitlin crushed it. No doubt about it. The bar was set high and she reached it. Why? How did they decide on Jesse Palmer? I Again, I think they just wanted a more consistent role where it was like someone that's going to host The Bachelor, The Bachelorette and Paradise. And you couldn't do that? I don't think they wanted me to. Oh, so what do you mean they wanted a more consistent? I don't know. Someone mm. that's like... You're like, I'm just saying. I'm, like, I'm just saying what I was told. So Chris Harrison, <laughs> we talked about this before. He has a podcast. Mm -hmm. I haven't listened, but I've gotten cliff notes from different people. He was talking about people that reached out to him. His name and names. Well, your name didn't come up. I told it didn't. You. I reached out to him. All right, oh. so this is where it gets fun. This is the same thing that happened with Nick. When 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 someone finds out that Chris didn't mention them, then they feel entitled to respond with their true feelings, and it gets messy. Podcast wars, let's do it. It didn't. I'm surprised he actually didn't say anything. So he didn't bring up my name? I don't think so. Huh. He didn't. Did he? I told I you he, he mentioned Nick's name. Mm -hmm. He mentioned that he thought Wells should get it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the job. Yeah. Which I guess makes it, he was also in the family. Yeah, Wells like, is amazing. So it's interesting that it's, it's hard because like sometimes when you work places and this was like work, it's like something doesn't really make sense and you just have to like accept. I know because you're like, there's always a reason in the higher ups that I won't ever know about. Yeah, but I was. I'm, I am shocked that Chris never said anything because so when they offered, first of all, when all of that went down with him and Rachel, Rachel is a dear friend of mine. And I didn't agree with how Chris was talking to her yeah. in that interview. And but Chris is also a dear friend of mine. So I remember, I, I remember you podcasting with him and like you guys were close. Oh, he was to me. One of my like I always said if, when Jason proposes, he has to ask my dad, my stepdad and Chris Harrison. Stop. Yeah. So what happened? So I was like, OK, when this all went down, I reached out to Rachel and I reached out to Chris and I said, what you did was wrong. You know that I understand there's so much more to it, but what do you want me to do to support you while also standing up for what I believe in? And then he called and we talked and he just said like, yeah, I don't want anyone to really get involved or whatever. Like it's, it's hard. So I understand that you have to, you know, say what you need to say. And I was like, well, I, I don't agree with what you said, but you know that, but well, moving on. Then they offered me the position to come in and what they said, the bachelor franchise said it was to mentor Katie. Yeah. I wouldn't be replacing Chris. Right. So then all these articles started coming out saying Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams replacing Chris Harrison. And so I messaged Chris probably 10 times without him responding. And that is so not like him to me. And I know he had, it's not about me. It's like, not about what, did what you I, want his, he had his own. No, I just wanted him to know that I thought he was irreplaceable and that I wouldn't, didn't want to step on toes. Oh, And so I was like, you're irreplaceable. I, I don't know what my role is. They said it was mentor, but now I'm seeing articles about how I'm replacing you. And I just, that makes me feel icky. And then he didn't write back. And then I was like, okay, well now I'm panicking. Why didn't you write me back? And then he didn't write me back. And then I was like, I'm on my period. Am I being emotional? But like, <laughs> do you hate me? And then he didn't write back. And then I was like, can you call me? And then he didn't write back. And then, and then of course people in the chat Chris was also over here said, 
Um, what was he supposed to say? Thank you for taking my job role for the season. Good luck. Um, yeah, okay, I understand. And I think Caitlin understands too. It's like, you you know, like he was, he lost his job, his identity, he was ostracized and she was kind of like cleaning up the floor with his blood and guts. Uh, not nothing intentional because what Chris says in his own podcast is he gets it. Everyone was vying for the job. Everyone wanted a shot. It was like, okay, he hates me. And we were like best friends and now he hates me. And then I saw him at Wells and Sarah's wedding and I walked up to him and I was like, oh, I miss you. And he's like, well, I've always been here. And I'm like, no, you haven't. <laughs> you haven't responded to me in like forever. Freaking love Caitlin. I missed you. Yeah. So yeah, that was tough. So you didn't get answers. No. How could he not like you for taking a job? So I don't think it was. Like we all can understand, right? We can understand any decisions Chris made in that moment might not have been clear headed. He was probably uh, turned his phone off, went to Texas and golfed for a few months. Right. That's not to defend Chris. That's just to say, yeah, she took his job. It's messy. I'm sure she wouldn't change it for the world because in the end, Chris wouldn't defend her over his job. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's out to get their own about me if I can remove again my ego. I'm like, you're getting and... me fucking hot today, ah! Caitlin. Now I understand. <laughs> I shot tequila no, <laughs> but no, but it's just like how could he like, how could he Have you ever read The Four Agreements? No. Okay. Well, one of the four agreements to try and live by in life is to not take anything personally. And right, I had like to, it's his. It's not. It's, it's a, it wasn't about me. Yeah. I, I think he was going through so much in his life and he was like, he lost 20 pounds. He was depressed. He was... No, obviously, but there was a reason why... But I mean, yeah, I think he was definitely... It's in, not about you, obviously, but, but there was a reason why you... He didn't consider you a safe person, a close yeah, person Yeah, I was anymore. really... I was really... I bawled my eyes out about it because I was like... Like you lost it, That friend. friendship just felt like it went down the toilet and Do it was never... Do you think he thick. was mad about you not supporting him publicly? No. Because it was more about taking how, his role. How do you what support did he want that people publicly? to say no to opportunities? Right. I would. Oh my god. I mean, it's not like he didn't. You know, I wasn't Nick, where I was smelling blood in the water. Yeah. And I so was that's like, what he was saying. It. I was telling Kaylin before we me. started. One of the things he said on the podcast was that there were a lot of people that didn't wait a second. Like yeah. agents were reaching out. Oh, I never and, reached out to anyone. And and, and trying to get to get. I mean, because it was a co it's a coveted position. Oh. To it's get like and people always thought like he'll do it till he dies. Yeah. And then like. It's tough, too, because I think he told me on my podcast that he would retire around the age of 42, 43. And this was around that time. And that's his legacy now. So I think he was probably really crushed that like he wanted to go out on top when he was, yeah. you know, and then that's how people are going to remember him. It's yeah. really tough. Yeah. So I think it was just all him going through yeah. his own stuff. And I don't think it was my fault. Yeah. But I think he... Did you like congratulate him for his engagement with Lauren and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. I congratulated him on the podcast. By the way, I didn't realize... So Chris Harrison's 51. I didn't realize Lauren Zima's only 35. No offense to Lauren Zima. I just thought they were closer in age than that. So when, when Caitlin said she thought he would retire at 42, I think she meant 52. 42 is pretty young to retire. That would have been nine years ago for him. Anyway, I love that Caitlin mentions, mentions the four agreements. The four agreements, you can read the book. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. It's, uh, it's an amazing book. And honestly, um, I was introduced to the four agreements because that's what Tom Brady lives by. And of course, today, Tom Brady announced his retirement have a listen good morning guys uh, i'll get to the point 
right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. I think you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. And a big shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. Big fan of Bachelor Rush Hour, aren't you, Tom? All right. Well, okay. So that's the first bit that uh, Caitlin talked about. And the tea was so piping hot regarding her conversation on the uh, Not Skinny, Not Fat podcast uh, that we have another clip. This is her explaining uh, her relationship with Nick Vial and sharing exclusively what producers did to over-sexualize Nick, in her case, and um, where she stands now with him have a listen to this clip caitlin bristow on the not skinny but not fat podcast well here's what she had to say about nick vial of course he was on her season they hooked up before the fantasy suites and the whole yeah, world went wild and of course they've had a love hate almost weird to say brother sister like energy since then but uh have a listen if i'm right was picked yeah did you have like an agent, like already you were like set up, had people? I had an entertainment lawyer that helped me. So first, Caitlin's is still discussing um, the lawyer that helped her negotiate her contract as host. But we're going to get into the Nick Vile stuff in a second. Okay. And then as we all know, you got picked. Yeah. And your season was crazy. So the controversy, <laughs> I wonder, okay, this is another. I'm sorry. I had that wrong. That was Caitlin Brissot discussing the contract for her to be the next bachelorette. She had an entertainment lawyer. She was like, I'm not going to do it. And then they paid her enough money. And she was like, all right, I'll do it. Question. Okay. The craziness from your season was really the the sex with Nick. Yeah. By all. Yeah. Who we know today. Yeah. By the way, he just got engaged. And congrats. Yeah. Did you text him? Congratulations. I didn't because he does a whole thing about like not texting your ex. And I was like, is this me crossing a line? <laughs> or like his whole shtick is like, right. don't that's text his, your ex. That's the name of his book. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I wanted to. But then I was like, or is that weird? Yeah. But I am genuinely happy for them because they seem legitimately meant for each other yeah. and sweet and like I believe in their love. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Did you know that she's 23? I did because people were shocked that she's 23 and people are also shocked to know that Nick is like 42. Yeah. Which like he should come out with some skincare. Yeah, drop your skincare now. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because so what happened? He did a podcast not too long ago where he was kind of dragging me for stringing him along on The Bachelorette. And I was like, wait, that was five years ago. Wait, this is after you did podcasts together, though. Oh, yeah. This was, like, actually quite recent, like a couple, a few months ago. And I was like, of course, I've covered it already. Here's Bachelor Nick Vial slamming Caitlin Bristow, not physically, metaphorically. Um, again, I don't think he does that bad of a job here. I think some of it might have been lost in translation. He's allowed to continue to tell his love story. Have a quick listen. A lot of shit happened while filming. All that led up to me being like pretty confident the day of, right? And then she chose another guy, right? And now granted, like hindsight 2020, I'm really thankful that how things played out. But in the moment, I was really upset. 
was really angry at her. I was felt heartbroken. What is like Tibetan monk shirt he's wearing with the sleeves? <laughs> felt sad and I was mourning the loss of all these things we shared and that, that she was in this relationship and I didn't even have the ability to like talk to her about anything. I just said to like go away, you know, and that was hard. But that being said, I just remember feeling like it was that much easier for me to get over because quite honestly, I was just like, who does that? And of course, he found out The Bachelorette does. And uh, so not not egregious there, but that's what Nick said. And he was like kind of calling me selfish and saying I strung him along. Said your name or was like talking? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Same and I he also said that's how I felt at the time. You know, he was just saying that's how I felt at the time. What's that? Dave Neal defending Nick Fiel? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a very reasonable response that he had. And I'm sure if they had that conversation in person, they'd agree with it. I was like, oh, that's too bad. That That's weird. I didn't expect him to kind of go off on me like that. I thought we were friends, but Did okay. people send it to you? How do you know? Oh, that's yeah. Like, oh, it's people send it to you. Yes. And then I can't, what's the name of the account? Like Game of Roses podcast yeah. tagged me in something. And they're like, Caitlin, he like, he went off on this for like a solid 20 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's kind of mean. And so then somebody else posted and they're like, Nick, you did the same thing on your season. You knew it was Vanessa from wait, he day was, one. Wait, he was dragging you as a bachelor. I mean, he better than anyone knows it's a TV show and like the shit right. that you have to do. That's why it was very confusing. And they were like, he's still butthurt. And they were like, by the way, your girlfriend was 15 while she was watching <laughs> your, this happen. Whoa. Okay. 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 Oh, we're, ref Dave. Hold on. Where's my ref at? I need my whistle. Okay. I got my whistle here. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, time out. Okay. So Caitlin, and this is, I love Caitlin. She knows how to create a little mess here. She knows what she's doing. I like this. And again, head to head, I if, if I was a venture capitalist and they said, Dave, you could invest in the careers of one person, Caitlin Bristow or Nick. No offense to Nick. He's bought a nice home in L.A. He's doing fantastic. I would invest in Caitlin because she's able to just say things that just print headlines. And, you know, she's a good businesswoman. But they both do belong on the Mount Rushmore of Bachelor alumni, 100%. They are neck and neck. But I, I take Caitlin in the race. So she says she just throws in there oh yeah someone told me and then you know so she kind of like removes herself from it someone told me when my season was airing with nick his now fiance was only 15 how funny is that that she mentions that i've i haven't commented on this because you know to me it's like look if it took him longer to get to the same emotional place that his fiance is then i'm all for it i don't see it as predatory or whatever maybe he just it you know like when people get famous i can imagine they take a little bit longer time to develop and to settle down. Maybe his F-boy stage went longer or relationships. You know, maybe the being the bachelor actually made it harder for him to get to the point of marriage because he had to experience all these other relationships on TV and settle from the dust there. So no judgment whatsoever. Dragging you as a bachelor. I mean, he better than anyone knows it's a TV show and like the shit right. that you have to do. That's why it was very confusing. And they were like, he's still butthurt. And they were like, by the way, your girlfriend was 15 while she was watching <laughs> your, this happen. And I was like, wait, what? And then I looked up the age and I, and I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Men's egos, let me tell you, are so big. So big. That they can't live life. Like he literally probably even though he was cool with you, you guys like kind of made up. Yeah. 
it's still there for him. It's still there. And-, and I disagree with their summation of what Nick was saying here. I got to defend the man here. I feel like, what if I just talk like that? Uh, when did you become Southern? I feel like Nick just, uh, look, he was just telling you how he felt in the time. I don't think he feels that way anymore. He's got a podcast. He's got to talk about these things. You guys know what it's like to feed the beast. That's, I mean, him. Sean Booth. Also ego. Also ego. I'll never forget. I said, Sean, if you just put your ego aside, we could probably work. And he was like, what ego? You've crushed my ego. And I was like... And it's got to be hard, though, to put your ego aside because he lives in a world... We have to understand this. He lit, And again, this might be hard for people to hear. He lives in the same patriarchal society that she lives in. He lives in the same society where people are slut-shaming her and he has to deal with those types of things as well. Not nearly as bad as what Caitlin had to deal with. But with Sean Booth, he can't just... He, he, he like... And again, uh, it's something he's going to have to work on because you can't change the world you live in. You can change how you react to it. But he's kind of living in this world where he feels crushed that everyone got to see him kind of get cuckolded in a way, maybe not totally. But that's what the show really is. It's like, I'm falling in love with someone who's about to have sex with somebody else. And he wasn't able to, and I've never been in that position, and I don't think you guys have ever been in that position. But he in the American sort of purity world we live in with how we deal with sex, wasn't able to overcome it the way Caitlin Bristow overcame it uh, because maybe Caitlin Bristow grew up in a world where sex wasn't put on some weird pedestal to the way it is here in the U.S. Oh, okay. I remember you going through that with Sean and also thinking just the ego was so big. Uh, You couldn't get over the Nick thing, I remember. No, never. I still don't think he is. He was on Jason's flight today to New York. No. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Did they say hello? No. Did they see each other? Yeah. What are the odds? That's what I said. I- Caitlin Bristow's ex-fiance, Sean Booth, was on the same flight as Caitlin's current fiance. I would be like, just, I'm going to go sit. They're like, you have a first class seat. I'm going to go sit in the uh, back toilet. Well, the toilet's clogged. It smells like shit. I'd rather go smell like shit than sit next to my fiance's Ex fiance. I went four years without running into him I anywhere. And you, he lives in Asheville. I've seen him three times in the last three months. Do you say hi? No, I would love to though. But no, it's it hasn't been like we're like right there and could say yeah. hi. It was more like he was in a distance. And you think he hates you? No. I think he did for a long time. Yeah. And I think now he probably is I hope over it. Juicy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I would I I would love to just be able to say like if did I Did you ever him, like, say hey. who ended it? Yeah. So they talk about it was kind of a joint ending and this and that. And she talks about how she kind of, um, you know, when, when she was ending with Sean Booth is when, you know, she had already broken up with Sean Booth. And that's when she started. That's when she interviewed Jason Tartik on her podcast. He got jealous. She was single. She had great chemistry with Jason Tartik. And it's all history. So one more clip here from the 37 minute mark here. We're going to talk about the backlash from Caitlin's season with Nick. And she talks about they, they actually talk about Nick that she dated him in, in the pre glow up stage, which I don't think is too fair. Like we, some people get better looking. They learn what haircut works for them. Maybe they get a little filler or something, but here, have a listen. Really secure. Yeah. I know. It's nice. I love that. Yeah. Just for a second about the backlash you got about the sex stuff. Yeah. How weird. Bizarre. Like, okay. I'm asking the same question, but do you think that today, today, like fucking January, 2023? No, no. Right. No. You're right about that. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Finally. I <laughs> got it today. You, I'll give you I that. I got it today. I'll give you that. Because people were like, how, oh, what I, was the thing? 
Uh, well, like everybody now has sex on the show. I remember Hannah Brown having sex in a windmill four times and people were like raising, raising the roof it. for right. her. And right. I was- yeah, Caitlin Bristow, um, literally, I'm getting a call from Libya. Oh my gosh, look at this. I'm get- Should I answer this phone call? I'm getting a phone call from, I just got a phone call from Libya. What the hell is Libya calling me? All right, either Gaddafi, you know, what are you doing? All right, um, anyway, so... I'm sorry about that. That was weird. Let's just let's just keep going here. Like, I and I love that because part of the reason like I, I was paved the way. Yeah, they were like Caitlin walked so Hannah could run, yeah. and I was like, I love that. Yeah, because Caitlin walked so Hannah could bang. <laughs> part of the reason I did want to talk about it is I was like, why are we why are we shaming people for this? Or like, we make fun of virgins and then we shame people who you know have what's sex. Funny though, Caitlin. So anyway, but Caitlin, you have to understand, she uh, had sex with Nick Vial on her season of The Bachelorette, got shamed for it because it wasn't in the fantasy suite. Chris Harrison didn't give them that giant key. Well, if you choose to forego, shut it. But what we remember is like Caitlin and Nick Vial had already been FaceTiming and chatting before the show started. Now they have these numbers, uh, you know, statistics that the average person, I don't know if this is true or not, but they say the average person needs to know someone else for six hours before they hook up before they have sex and if you think about that that's like two dates two or three dates and then you're willing to have sex maybe you met maybe you met them in that same night but you got to know them over the six hour period it's only our egos that go oh you hooked up with you had sex with someone the first night it's like did you feel a connection did you really know them did you feel like you trusted them that's more important to me so whether or not she waited for the fantasy suite it's just rubbish the person you did it with was nick uh, I mean, it's like, like, it, like it's like a Dave. good story. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Oh, I'm yeah. going with this. It's like, it's such a good story to tell your grandkids. I can't wait to tell my grandkids <laughs> and show them and on like, YouTube. Remember- when I was your age, I hooked up in a hotel room provided by America's broadcast channel. <laughs> we used to stream. The TV used to be played live at 8 p.m. Pacific. Remember forever. But it's not, but it, but it could have been, I feel like. Grandma, tell us again how you has <laughs> a different dude to be to for the story to be better. Well, the whole there was a man named Chris Harrison, and you see, he handed me a giant brass key, and he said, "Should you forgo your finger?" <laughs> whole thing was, I mean, even the producers really sexualized Nick to me. Like what? they were, they were like, like, he's so. There's one producer. I've never even said this. You get the exclusive. <laughs> one producer actually said to me, after I would kiss him, she'd come and like. Like wipe my vagina, li- my lips, and she would swipe my lips and like lick her lips and be like, "Oh, I just want to know what that tastes like to like make out with Nick." They made they really like put him on a pedestal to me, and he was less hot then. That was pre glow up, pre glow up, and they that re- was pre glow up. And Sean was so good looking. I Sean was always was like, Sean could get it totally. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh well, it's Sean." And then, but they really, but you know, that was part of their tactic and and way she like that is raunchy i know okay very raunchy so caitlin bristol says a producer licked or, or wiped caitlin's lips and said i want to know what it tastes like to make out with nick and get a lick of this here's the breaking news story of clayton and rachel being spotted together it's an ongoing story there is some more there's going to be more content coming out uh no holding hands nothing like that but this could be a soft launch uh where do i put the odds that they're actually back together 10 percent. but they're in the same room and that's a start have a listen 
breaking news report. Can you believe this? Clayton Eckert spotted hanging out with Rachel Recchia. And what a hump day it is. A hump day indeed. And I'm going to give you exactly the content you need to see. What was shown on Clayton's Instagram? Was anything shown on Rachel Recchia's and all the other people that were in the room? We are going to triangulate this. There was a photo posted last night on Rachel's page. To me... To me, it looks like Clayton may be in the background. Maybe I'm hyping it. Maybe it's much ado about nothing. But isn't that what my channel's all about? Much ado about nothing. Follow me on Instagram at dneils. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. If you want to see the moment where I saw this story, it was live on the Patreon. It just happened. I was like, all right, what's our next video going to be? Clayton spotted with Rachel. Ooga. You know what I mean? I was like, g -g -g giddy up. All right, clean off the old eyes. Could it be real? Can it be true? Can Rachel? and Clayton make it a screw. Um, we made that up. Does that make sense? It doesn't matter. We're excited. It's Wednesday. Caffeine. All right, so let's get into it. Here's um, the Instagram. Let's make this wide. It's a run and gun type of video. Here's Clayton's Instagram. Video cut short, but I ended up putting it in the hole. Uh, golf, that is. So there he is. Listen to the sound of the stroke. Even white. Okay, that did not sound like a good hit. That did not sound like a good hit. Who was he golfing with? Was he golfing? We know. Does Rachel Recchia golf? Let's do this. Rachel Recchia golf. Does She's from Florida. She must golf. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Okay, we don't see anything there. Hey, it's all right. Confirmation bias. Keep on going. So here's Clayton, and then he posts this, you know, kind of a thing of reach your goals. He does the whole thing. You know, Clayton and Rachel Recchia have a lot in common, folks. Not only in the fact that she was one of his finalists. It ended poorly. Did it end? But, of course, he talks about body positivity, overcoming all of the hate online. Rachel talks about similar things, you know, uh, overcoming, you know, th like the, the insecurities she's had with her skin outbreak and also being the center of the show and trying to do all these things. So if they do get back together, I wouldn't be completely surprised. What does Susie think about this? We'll get into all of it. So here's the Instagram story. Obviously, Clayton's trolling us, but you don't troll people unless you're in the position where you're sort of making amends. So here he is with Giannina, Kaylin Miller-Keys, Michelle Young, Blake Horstman, and see who it is at the end. It's me hanging with my friends. Little breakfast action. Oh. Whoa! Push the like button. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> Whoa! There it is. All right. So anyway, let's watch that again here. Well, let's go through this one more time. Hey, guys. So, it's me hanging with my... There we have in the background, Blake and Giannina. Of course, Blake knows a thing or two about having, you know, uh, the spotlight on him for not the best reasons within the Bachelor world. I'm sure him and Clayton can have a lot to talk about regarding mental health and being, you know, falling out from the show. My friends. So there they are. Cheers. And then who do we have here? So that's Kaylin Miller-Keys. I honestly wouldn't have known if he didn't say. Uh, we don't know where Dean is. So does this mean they're in Colorado? Breakfast. And then Michelle Young. And of course, one of his lovers, Rachel Recky. Action. Oh. <laughs> So they all laugh at that. Ha ha, so funny. And But anyway, we're going to get into this in a second. What does Susie have to say? You know, I was holding on to this screen grab from a few days ago because I didn't quite know what to do with it, but Susie just responded to a Q&A. As we know, as Clayton's season ended, he left the show alone and then rekindled with Susie. They dated and have since broken up. Fans wonder, will he be getting back together with Rachel Recchia? 
and we'll ask that question in a second. I'm going to share that in a second with you. But uh, the AMA with Susie Evans was, is it a part of the Bachelor contract to keep pictures of both you and Clayton up? She said no, but if you scroll down on my Instagram, you can find pics of previous exes too. It's weird navigating dating in the social media age. I post so much to, uh, that things get pushed down quick and cherish memories with the amazing people I've spent time creating memories with, including my exes. I would respect any ex's wishes if they were a new partner wanted me to delete or if they were an awful person, I, but I've dated pretty good guys, except for one, no need to erase memories on my end. And then she said this, any chance of you and Clayton getting back together in the future? Probably the most asked question. I don't think either of us have intentions of getting back together. We have so much love and respect for each other. We went through something really intense together last year. I think we both feel grateful for having the other to go through it with, but now we are building two different lives. We are happier, healthier where we are now than when we were together. Interesting stuff. Uh, interesting stuff. Now, Bachelorette Rachel, if you remember, this was a fun moment on her season of The Bachelorette. She wasn't getting necessarily the respect uh, that and attention she wanted from her cast members when she was The Bachelorette. And she said, you know what? Clayton treated me better than them. So was hindsight helping her realize that maybe her connection with Clayton was actually real? Maybe there was something that happened. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe just the personality type of Rachel made it so that she didn't offer her true self in front of the cameras on Clayton's season. And maybe, just maybe, they actually have a shot in the real world. So here's what she said. Gabby's guys are uh, da, 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 da. Gabby's guys are professing these feelings for her and giving her these speeches. And the whole time, no one can make eye contact with me, Rachel said, as the men watch Gabby's men fight, uh, as the men watch Gabby's men fight on the group date. As much as Gabby was having a moment with her guys, I wanted to have a moment with mine. After last rose ceremony, watching man after man reject me, I think everyone should have been trying so hard to have a moment with me. It really just does feel like a big insecurity that continues to reveal itself. The wanting to have someone who makes you feel like you're the only person here and they're 100% invested in you. Um, she started crying and claimed that Clayton made her feel more special than her suitors. At this point, I want to feel chosen. I'm not here to beg these guys to act like they want me. I'm so over this. I don't know why I feel more insecure, more desperate on the side of being the bachelorette than on the side of being a contestant on Clayton's season. He made me feel more wanted than these guys made me feel. It hurts your feelings because you're supposed to be the only thing they care about. I feel like Gabby's guys get it. Very interesting stuff. So posted on Screen Rant, why some Bachelor fans think Clayton and Rachel may get back together. Now, this was posted in September in 2022. After both Rachel Racket and Clayton Eckert announced their respective breakups days apart, some fans of The Bachelor think the two may reunite. Of course, Rachel broke up with Tino, who was the winner of her season. Tino admitted, he wasn't caught, he admitted to cheating uh, with a kiss. Not that it matters, but in the grand scheme of things, he wasn't just banging a bunch of chicks out there. No, he admitted to kissing somebody else, and then they broke up. After Clayton, and of course, Rachel was the bachelorette on a very short turnaround from Clayton's season. After Clayton announced his breakup with Susie, some fans of The Bachelor think he may rekindle with Rachel Recchia. Clayton met Rachel when he led The Bachelor season 26. We got all that. Um, Rachel was then announced as the lead of The Bachelorette along with Gabby. So Gabby's single, or she's with, you know, Vinny from Jersey Shore. Who knows? Uh, they're probably not together. After Rachel and Clayton were both revealed to be newly single merely days apart, some fans speculate 
stated that the two may give their relationship another shot. It was clear on Clayton's season that he and Rachel had an exceptionally strong connection, which resulted in Rachel being heartbroken when she was eliminated. Yeah, there was this moment where Rachel and Clayton were sitting together on a dock, and I said, if she not if she doesn't win, I'll be shocked. I just thought they had this real strong bond. Some fans felt that Rachel never truly got over Clayton as during her season. She even said that none of her men made her feel as wanted as Clayton did. Let me know what you guys think. I mean, <clears throat> maybe this, uh, you know, maybe Susie was the one who broke up with Clayton. I'm not really sure how it all went down. It seems like she was the chill one who wanted to remain friends. And maybe this lights a fire under her ass. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a fight again for Clayton. Hey, Gabby, you want to get in on the ring here? Uh, or maybe Clayton realizes that, uh, he, you know, maybe his conversations he can have with Rachel that are off camera can be more real. They've both been in situations where they've been on their highest highs and probably their lowest lows. And that is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and that's what you get from it. But we'll be tracking this story, so follow me on Instagram, at dneals. I'm also, if you want to see my live reaction to this story, I, I was on Patreon when I was covering it, patreon.com slash Neal. You can go there and see the moment where we realized Clayton and Rachel, Rachel worked together. I was hanging out in the live stream, you know, looking at content, and then I saw the Instagram story where Clayton was like, oh, just hanging out with my friends, and then boom, Rachel shows up, and I was like, this is our video. This is it right now top story of the day and uh, we love to do it it's always fun to discuss uh what's going on out there let me know what you guys think and um, i'll be back tomorrow with more content for you appreciate everyone who's rating reviewing subscribing following commenting sharing and all that love all that jazz and hey shout out to the folks that came to my stand-up show last night got a lot of shows coming up all the dates are over there on social media at d neils on instagram and on the dave neil community on facebook and i'll be back tomorrow dave neil bachelor rush hour Thank you.